You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> what up, what up, what up, bitches, hoes, clowns. Hey, y'all. Friends. Hey. We back. We, we back, are. motherfuckers. We are fucking back in this bitch. We are. To recap the final fucking episode of Killing Eve. Uh, Serious, folk. <laughs> Killing Eve, the show. <laughs> It was just titled Hello Killing Losers. Eve the Social Experiment. God damn Killing it. Eve the Disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Not social experiment. Well, I just it's the way they titled the episode Hello Losers, and I only now understand that those losers that they meant hello to, they were. Oh, me. you understood it right. that night. Oh, I don't did. lie. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. That's it true. was for us. Laura was talking to we, the audience. How did we get here? How did we get here? It's <laughs> A very specific jaunt and journey to get here. And sadly for us, we have pretty much documented like every step of the way. All the clownery, oh. all the tomfoolery, oh. all the optimism. I mean, do you remember our delusions? It wasn't that long ago. It was just this spring. Do you remember? Actually, Jessica, Jessica writing actually, in and me saying, Jessica, hold right. on to your face with never my clown makeup packed up. I sang the song and I meant it from my heart to Jessica. And I was a fool. A fool for love. A fool for killing Eve. <laughs> A fool for you clowns, because I wanted people to have hope and optimism and joy for as long as they wanted, or as long as they could. And a number of people, Jessica included, were like, Candace, Candace, I just don't know Candace. Candace, the writing on the wall says, why have hope? It's nothing but dread. It's nothing but, but dreariness on the horizon. And we refuse to believe it. We refuse to read the signs. We refuse to take Villanelle's belongings getting burned in the promotional material as a credible sign that some shit was afoot. Because Terrence, who would burn the Thule dress? It was a beautiful fucking dress. Who decided right. that they needed to After Effects that fucking vintage couture? Set it aflame, yeah. Laura Neal. And the weird hard pivot from that, right, it was like, let's set things off fire. It was like, no, 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 now we're doing a whole different motif. Now we're this doing... Is a... <laughs> it's flowers. It's flowers. flowers. It's bad Photoshop. You get a white dress, you get a dark dress. It's allegories. <laughs> it's... Water, water everywhere. Oh, wet water. Remember Sally? We wanted to bring back the watery thing. The watery thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it really is. Fuck Laura Neal and fuck Sally Woodard because she's right up in there. Really, seasons really ago had interviews where there was like, oh, the audience is just too clever. And so, <laughs> if you knew the audience was clever, I did mean... you just decide to circumvent the cleverness to, for a show to go out in a, in a whisper? Because this isn't the whisper, whisper that you were going for. Because you would need to have had a mid-finale to go out in a whisper. This tanked. This, this episode. Sunk. This right. sunk to sunk. the bottom of the ocean. The vortex that this... Well, I don't know what timeline I stepped into to get this ending for the show. It doesn't make sense. It sunk sense. like the Titanic. Sunk like the Titanic. It doesn't make My sense. God. I don't, I don't. My God. And it only gets worse with time because it's been months. It's been literal months, you guys, as you very well know, since we first suggested this motherfucking tragedy. And I have to say, friends, it doesn't get any better. No, it doesn't get like, like the way that you feel. And I'm sure you guys are aware. It doesn't get better like you know how people like to say it gets better that's a lie it's a like what foe like what foe tried to say to eve in that episode it'll get better eve no it won't because all that gets better 
is your bitterness. Yes. Like a spirit, like alcohol. It just, it keeps refining itself into a new level of bitterness. That's what yes. I find in terms of Lauren Neal. But it doesn't hurt any less to watch the shit. Doesn't hurt any less to experience the shit. Having to watch Villanova go down the motherfucking river. Tames. The way she went Once down. Again, when God. she... Painful. When she, at least in Literally the painful. vision or the view of the audience of those who watch the show, she's been able to go through pretty much the entire series blemish-free with the exceptions of Constantine the Log. A which log? I That log, goddamn that log. I mean, that was... And, was and Eve Palastria in the abdomen. And then, of course, Julian trying to take advantage of an already... No, like, Julian did get that choke. Right, no, yeah. That was fucked yeah, up. yeah. And then her handler, back when we thought the 12 was scary. Raymond. Raymond, Raymond. also got the choke. Right. Those were the only moments. After that, Villanelle became basically invincible. Until, well, well, <laughs> I don't know if I would say invincible, because not when Eve Palastri was nearby. There was a lot of lot of oh, things, yeah, a lot yeah. of holes, no. a lot of opportunities no. yes. to get over on Villanelle. But I agree. They said unidentified marksman. I, I think it could have been an army of people. It could have been Bruce Willis, for all we know. <laughs> right, right. Motherfucking Die Hard 8. We don't know what's going on, because it would make just as much sense as whatever the fuck Laura Neal conjured in her brain to justify the audacity she displayed with the horrific writing and arrangement shot list blocking whatever you want to say like I just have all kinds of problems with the finale episode technical problems Oof. writing problems wardrobe problems oh <laughs> Definite wardrobe problems. The only thing that doesn't piss me the fuck off entirely are Sandra and Jody. Right. But everything else, I got energy. I do. Woo! There was a line from a Simpsons episode where basically it says, I must return to my home planet or my people need me. It's one of those things where it was like, what is this decision? This decision, it's like... When you force a puzzle piece into a part of the like, you it's know like how the instructions, a, but you think that's how the into a square, right. like blocks yes. when you're a child. Thank you. Thank it's you. not meant to go. It just doesn't fit. It's not compatible. Mm. It's not compatible. And this ending was not compatible with the viewing audience, <laughs> with anyone who actually watched Killing Eve and had the unfortunate reality of putting their eyes on the fucking finale. It was goddamn disgusting. And it's a drain. It's a fucking drain. Every time you just watch, it's like sucks the life from you. Like right. they sucked it from Villa Down the River. The it just takes everything, yes. the joy, the jaunt, the happy, all of it leaves your life, your heart, and you cry again. You cry because you see it there. You see Villanelle there. You go, oh, 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 okay. Oh, not my hurt feelings returning. And then you think about all the potential, all the motherfucking potential that we were all so giddy about from series one. Series one in the bathroom. God all the way it. up until the delusion, the delusion that plagued us leading into series four. And all of it is lost. All of it is I gone. hope that y'all still didn't finish series four under Massive budget. Massive I hope y'all, y'all went beyond your budget. What do you mean under? Right. What do you mean for killing you? Right. I said under budget look at this <laughs> look at the blood on Eve's hands look like Listen, ketchup I was about to say look at ketchup the ketchup mixed with Kool-Aid the blood splatters um, shall, shall we call it Rona candy. shall we call it COVID uh, oh the polio like what <laughs> no there was no polio at the time of shooting Killing Eve oh that's true you're it was right. only Rona you're right but no no <laughs> there was only COVID at the time of this situation to mm. cause delays but you know what there's other shows that had True. Rona problems. Motherfucking all the Star Trek shows had Rona problems. They managed to eat themselves out. Mm. Disney's had a host of messes with all of their fucking shit because they have both Rona issues and anti-vaxxers working on their films. Oh, and so yes. 
So what excuse? Production what is the reason? Back. No, you Laura are right. Neal, there is no you reason. You are right. Marvel said, here's there's the no rollout for reason. the movies. They there said, is no okay. fucking reason. They said, here's the new revised rollout for these movies because, you know, we had to. Laura Neal's a fucking bastard. And imagine being Laura Neal and seeing Jodie Comer premiere the play Prima Facie. Right, like, why would you and show say, up there? I did nothing. I did nothing to maximize on this talent. I did not use this thespian's deep well of skills. In the finale, not me. I see her here in the one woman show and I go, wow, oh my God. But that range, I didn't, I did not write anything for her. Right. Like imagine. Series four. Imagine that being you. Imagine you being Laura fucking Neal. Couldn't uh, be me. I could not. It couldn't be me. Certainly not with that bang. I know. But the way that I'm going to keep remarking about that no, bang no, until no, she right. cuts it off. Like, I hope everybody uh, deleted you from the group chat. Like, I'm just. <laughs> like. A group chat is probably bereft. Think about who in a group chat. Oh, right. Bunch of fucking hats you don't want to know. Mm. Bunch of haters, if I had to guess. Members of the Church of England. Laura Neal's cloister. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make you proud, Vicar? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. I feel like this is turning into a, a fanfic. Did I make you proud, Vicar? Because I saw her on her knees when she said that. Now, hey, listen, you got a Jesus kink. That's mm. on you. Mm. I'm not here to say anything mm. about anybody's Jesus mm. kink. Just keep it out of my queer show. God damn it. Keep no. it away from my right. sapphic bitches. How about that? Did Have I... a little Jesus kink on the side like Benedetta. I don't know why we have to suffer. Thank you. Shit. You know that made me think of there was another plane where this time it was a stewardess singing about Jesus on the microphone oh, no. to everybody who's, Why who's is stuck. Why there always some Christian singing? Like, we're Acapella. Stuck, and you over here singing about Jesus is Lord. I'm like, <laughs> could, could we, why are we? That's not. That's not why I'm here. Am I flying on? That's why I keep asking. Can, can a business have can a business have a religion? Like, I, no. I always wanted to know They can this. just have people who believe intensely in their religion and then inflict their religious <laughs> ideals onto their employees and potentially their customers. If they're <sighs> just, like, you know, like a fucking Papa John's or people, like, chains we hear that are highly problematic, Chick-fil-A or... What's that guy? No, you're right. Definitely AT&T, Papa John's, like, definitely different companies that have pillow, CEOs that those, give yeah. to things. And then you'll have those weird companies that are like, oh, we're giving to both Democrats and Republicans. Ha, 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 ha. Mm. Where do you stand? Who are you giving money to? Because if you're giving money to the anti-LGBTQ stuff, it's all the it's, way fucking. Thank you. And there's plenty of people who can get caught up in that <coughs> Disney. Oh, because they got caught up in Florida. And so Check you... But that's why I said, like, you can't be religious because the only religion businesses have is money. Thank you. Um, but they will certainly try to be like, don't say gay in my bakery. Like those people in South Carolina that one time, they're like, we will not sell right. the gay, the cake, all right? We will not sell you confectionery goods. And it's like the way that I don't want your sweets anyway, bitch. Yeah, homophobic sweets, it's an oxymoron. A homophobic sweet. Does it make sense? Yeah, I just... People, they, first off, y'all losing recipes with half of y'all sweets. None of it tastes like how it used to taste. Oh, here we go. So this that I just, old hurt from the Twinkie. It is from hurt the hostess because it needed to taste the way it was supposed to taste. Y'all need well, to let people know when y'all change <laughs> up. Uh, your compound. I think they do. I just don't think, like, who's going to Nestle's fucking shit to be like, oh, today they posted that they'll be switching up the formula. No, they just fucking do it. And then no one knows until they buy it again. And it isn't that same nostalgic taste. So I have a friend that every single time Nestle comes up, she goes on a goddamn 10 minute fucking rant about how the cookie dough <laughs> is not the same way it was when she was in college and how it's not fair. It's... If, you, if you can't advocate for some decent cookie dough as an American, what can you do? <laughs> but it's like, why would you call What's this? What's the point? Like citizenship. If, if if at this point it's the spinoff of what you used to be, and you know it's uh uh sh like a shell of an imitation of what how it used to be, but it's only no longer know. the thing. But only y'all know, 
right. the new the new bitches, the young bitches, they only know that subpar Twinkie. Mm. They say this dry sponge is what it is. <laughs> and then people of yore go, but it used to be a moist sponge. It used to have a different flavor. The icing used to be more... Like you taste it now and you go, this is what enticing. they decided to salvage when we saved them from going bankrupt? Well, maybe they were like... Twinkie was going maybe bankrupt. Maybe they said... Imagine. But what if it's for health, allegedly? What if they're like, we're not using this one chemical that's actually fucked up that you guys like to test? What if we are now using this organic ingredient <laughs> that for tastes that, different? For that, you should go back to being bankrupt for that because nobody was trying to save the healthy so version you, of so Twinkie. you said, let me die the way I want to <laughs> die. And I respect that. You want to die with a Twinkie in your hand? That's but right. I mean, but that, we right. came for the Twinkie. Every aspect of what the Twinkie was is why we were here. I'm and with then, you. And then y'all remixed it. I wasn't it. a major Twinkie no, no, no. eater, right, right. but I would have a Twinkie once every whatever the fuck. And when I had a recent Twinkie, I did lament. Because it's one of those random times where you're like, you know what? I'll get a Twinkie. And it had been years, I think, at that point when I first had it. And I, I was disgusted. I bit into it and I was like, this ain't a fucking Twinkie. And I got rid of it. It's, yeah, I, I almost called it homophobia. Like, I, and it's not. But I was like, what is this? This is, it's not right. What it was, was not right. It was not, it wasn't rich. It was poor. Like, like there was, it's just. If y'all could see what this <laughs> motherfucker doing in the studio. Because he is distressed wrong. and distraught right, about the right, Twinkies. Right. And the Hostess products. Mm. I, may I recommend that you write a jaunty letter again to them <laughs> and hope that they answer your call and return the old recipe for the sake of, of the future of life. And it's like, well, how shitty the world is right now, the least we could have is our fucking snacks. Right. Because these, these snacks, this is what holds us over when we are low. At this least they didn't change star powers. Now, if they change star powers, now nah, I don't know what I would do. I certainly would go straight to the offices and be like, oh, wait a goddamn second. These sour powers have there's a the shortage of salt since there's I a was shortage in single of, digits. Right. Could you imagine? Like, th there's no, there's no spice shortage. Like, there's no what red dye number number two or whatever. Like you're saying that no, they just y don't sugar. Have it no more? I feel like it's pretty, it's pretty simple. And even on on Amazon, you can get like the full container. Like how when I was a kid, they would just pull them up by the one and charge you a penny and then like inflation five cents but that was you know you were living large with those sour powers and so I just ever that is probably the candy I eat the most frequently just because it'll hit me and it's always in the bodegas where I'm like let me get a sour powers <laughs> y'all know let me get a sour powers and they got mango sour powers now I don't know if you ever had them but they are delish they're hard to find but when I do I'll be like give me seven just so I can have right, them so you have them because right, they're so, so rare just no that's smart save up on that shit Ugh. but yeah we are clearly we are in this tangent per usual because we're kind of avoiding the nonsense of, of talking about the finale of getting into what to go on yeah. in episode eight uh, this is it's, it's really interesting yeah it was <laughs> it, it's and for those who were watching as paced as we were because we we didn't cheat and do the episode in advance when we finally got to episode eight we were still reeling from seven and we had issues that we could not unload so we were we had all of that on our backs while we were watching episode eight hoping that something would make sense to have us feel better about everything that just went on and episode eight did not ultimately did not do that did not so i know that some of you are in our chat during our lives saying that you for some reason wish that you would have gotten seven and eight together and i would have been too i already felt like i didn't have like a time to breathe with constantine because it literally like you're just there you're just in it back to back and there's no time to just sit or even think or 
experience more nothing. You're just thrown back into shit right away. And I guess being left out there like, oh, is anything going to happen to Eve? Although I just don't know who would actually believe that something diabolical would happen to Eve that early in the episode. I could see being stressed the fuck out. But I would have preferred a week to digest what the fuck happened to Compton. And what was happening there and be more pissed about what they did with Adina and what they didn't do with Adina than just, okay, now we're here. We're in the throes of Eve. And wow. And then me wondering, oh, I wonder how Arena's going to take the news of Constantine passing. What the makeup on I already my told face. You. I told you Cloud makeup You contour. absolutely did all by yourself that time. Because I told you, I said, Terrence, to hold your breath. Uh, you'll be under the Thames as well. And uh... <laughs> it's the way I feel like I'm fishing myself out. What was that? The old guard? Remember the girlfriend, how she was trapped under the water? That's <laughs> me. That's me with my hopes and dreams. Wait a minute. <laughs> trying to make sense of the finale of Killing Eve. I am, and if you don't know the old guard, I mean, it's on Netflix. Y'all look it up. It is a clever story. I enjoy it for a lot of the badassery of all of the leading ladies. Give it a shot. It, it's fun. Uh, but there is a character that you won't notice until maybe, well, I shouldn't say that because it's kind of a spoiler. But there is a oh. person I mean, who, a there's a story. There's a story a about spoiler. a person. It's mid-movie. And it's right. So they're they're telling you about their lover. Of course, because it's gay. I love it. But for some reason, they were sentenced. Can I make a suggestion? Just a quick suggestion. Oh, yeah. Because of our listening base. Yeah. And because Old Guard has Charlize Theron. Yeah. That the the Venn diagram of those people <laughs> who listen to Well, Well, Villain. It's a goddamn And circle. also watch Charlize Theron. <laughs> it's a fucking circle. Especially when sapphic vibes are up okay. in there. That's all. Yeah. So they probably know. Yeah. So, so they probably, was... too, are waiting for right. Old Guard 2 right. to see what energy right. that bitch has returned with because she's absolutely unhinged and she deserves to be. Right. But I do like the, the comparison to us post Killing Eve being like that bitch in the sea. Right. Right, just you forced, forced to, me come, up, back to, forced to come back to right. life every to two die. seconds just right. to die again and come back to life and to die again. Yeah, that's yeah, that's energy. Wasn't her name Quinn? And, be. and 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 I yeah, I cannot wait for part two because I can't. I just want to see some girls fight again. Hey, hey. <laughs> I like seeing girls fight when they got energy. Yes. Obviously, I'm a fucking Xena fan. Y'all already know it's baked Ooh, into my DNA. Right. But and just seeing two nerd. bitches fight that have some energy is Fun. So I just, just like the way I really enjoyed that fight between Charlize and Niall when she first grabs her and is like, so this is the deal. Like, you know, you're immortal now and whatever. And yeah, so we're on a drug plane, but get over it. And they fight. And that look Charlize gets when Niall gets her a good one too and draws a little blush. She's like, oh, okay. Let me find out. <laughs> you, got, you got a little something. You got a little. And then, you know, in the next couple of minutes, breaks her arm and her leg. Like, I done told you to stay down, girl. But I like it. I like the energy. See, I like stuff like that. I do. I do. So I'm excited for Old Guard too. I was like, not you dragging her across the desert and then she wake up and you shoot her. Sometimes you gotta teach a bitch. Like, what better way to teach an immortal bitch no, no, to I chill out? Like, you have to die to show her her immortal just stuff. Just right to understand this is what you do. You are someone who dies. And so you can't have regular friends. Because everybody, I mean, you regular could have friends. regular friends, but oh, well. it's not advised. Right. They won't get you. Because her army homegirls was like, whoa, 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 you were from neck to neck. You well, had her a, friends didn't even have her back. It was like, where's your. They were you creeped a, out. Right, right, right. Now, me, I'd have been like, so you got the XG? Right. Girl? I would have been like, like, how are you a mutant? Thank you. Can I get the powers? Oh, I'm saying. Do you got ancestors? No, see. Did you have a special amulet? 
Listen, did somebody pray right. over you? Did because you get somebody I to come over? Because I, I feel like I'm gonna be first of all, you that. can't ask somebody for their ancestral amulet no, that makes them immortal. You can't hold it. <laughs> now you can ask about it, no, but right, you can't right, hold right, it. Right. So is it like a dome of protection? Like, do I need to be like within two yards? You? Because I just make sure in formation that I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm like this amulet is for me. It's for me only. Actually, nah, I got you. But I mean, the way you would have been a legend, like I would have been telling all of my like relatives well, about you. Have been a like, yo, Not I was good. in this battalion. This one girl. Let me take. Let me tell you, like... First of all, that's not what you do, Terrence. That's how you get disappeared. No, you no, don't you're just right. tell any old person about immortality. It's not what you do. That's why you would die. You'd be gone. I they would take would you. Be. The government would take you to Guantanamo. Guantanamo Bay. Right. And we would never hear or see from you again because you were too busy at the beach. Guys, if you <laughs> won't believe what I just saw in Afghanistan, like, you can't do that. No, you're right. Yeah, you're keep right. the secret. Uh. Y'all already know. Don't tell Terrence if you get superpowers. <laughs> He's gonna fucking probably take I just want, like, it. as long as y'all can find a way to make sure I'm also safe, then I, we good. We good. And I'm be like, um, I need a break from all this. And y'all gonna have to give me some weird job behind the desk. And um, that's it. That's it. That's, that's all it. I want. So whatever. Let's not waste any more time. It's got to get done. It's got to get started. It does. So let us start it. Let us start right. the recap of the final fucking episode of Killing Eve. So the beginning overlaps much of the ending because it ended with well, the murder doesn't, trap. You can't say it overlaps because there's an ending to episode seven when you watch it on Hulu or wherever it is in the beginning to episode eight. And they, they don't match. <laughs> <laughs> they don't match. It ends. We end in a place with Eve and she is already murder mounted. She's on the ground. And then we come back to episode eight and they said reverse the tape. And Eve is running and I feel like they even change a shot selection of Villanelle but that's it. I, I don't even know what that is I'm like did y'all make this decision to run the episodes together when you were in post because I just don't know how you make a shot list and this is what happens of it even if you intend to combine the episodes like people have been talking about Beyonce's renaissance album and how those traditions are elite right. those you prepare your transitions right. right you know this song going into the next song let's prepare that's not that's not what Killing You did they said let's play catch up and when you think about the scene they took from the camera van and said cut and paste over here I'm mad that somebody I just, that that Jonty fan I, I pointed know. that out and I looked and I'm look, I'm like wow. I don't know. So which scene was that really from? Is it was bound the, to be found. The, the clowns were going to watch the scene. Some really? clowns were always going to watch their scenes over and over again. Even if others were too painful. It was bound to be found out. You watch enough times to be like, wait a minute. That lip bite looks suspiciously familiar. So yeah, we don't pick up exactly where we left off when the episode begins. We do some time traveling. And then that is where the episode starts. With Eve and her little legs running mm-hmm. once again away from Gunn and her big legs. And because right. Gunn has big legs, she gets there in no time. And once again, right. murder mounts Eve uh-huh. all over again to fuck her up. And then the one variation in the timeline is we get a line from Gun. Well, she's saying shit that doesn't make any sense, honestly. You can't have her! Right. She's more. I was like, uh, oh, what? Is she? I guess. And I think that's just because Laura Neal loves an unhinged lesbian trope, I guess, because I don't have any other answers for why uh, yeah, Gun why is so ridiculously unhinged. Yeah. Except that Laura Neal loves a goddamn trope. And so we see Eve's face all wide-eyed, like, girl, what? Because Gun's hand is on her mouth, and Terrence, you did make that ridiculous joke. As we recapped the last episode, at the end of episode seven, uh, about yes. Eve no, realizing right. certain things right. by Villanelle. But it's the truth. Sent because of Forced to Dean. Yep. And you said that she'd been on her Dua Lipa with this bitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, One mm-hmm. kiss is all it takes. Mm-hmm. Running away with me. Possibilities. Yep. I, I look like all you it. need no, yep. on this hand. Yep. And that's what was happening for Eve Palastri, potentially. Mm-hmm. And so even though 
Gun is turning her head to the side to end her life. Eve finds a renewed jaunt, a renewed energy, and lets out this fur little scream as she grabs some soil right. from Gun's own island and throws it in Gun's face. Soil, and, my one I mean, weakness. <laughs> I don't know why it was her one weakness. I'm like, isn't this like foreplay for you, you woodsy bitch? Like, isn't this what you do? Like, what's you, you, you get a girl into the forest and you sprinkle soil on her. You say, yes. <laughs> you know, like, you guys can't see, but on some Xanadu shit, like, you are sprinkling soil on a bitch. On a, <laughs> I just on a like, bitch boobs. Just like glitter. You're like, <laughs> and then you probably sniff that I came in like a wreck. <laughs> I just feel like Gun does the absolute most with her woodsy hose. And you back there, you hunting. Like, shouldn't you be inoculated to the soil like how the government does for the soldiers? They'll be like, here's some tear gas. Here's some pepper spray. Right. Whatever the you fuck. You just in that room just all. Right, right, right. You just taking it. Gun, I expected better, girl. But we'll blame Laura Neal for you not being inoculated against your own motherfucking soil. And so while she's over here like, oh, my one weakness. You know, Eve Lashley, she finds a little, little stone. A little. Little rock. Oh, she's knocked the machete out of her hand, though. We gotta say oh, that. Oh, right, 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 right. Gun had a machete. It gets knocked loose by Eve Palastri. And then Eve does get that little bitty rock and gives that bitch a sapphic murder TBI. Just whoop, whoop. Actually, it was just a womp. One womp. It was. It, it could I don't know why. It could have been two. It could have been right. three. It could have been repeated womp I blame Laura Smash for this because if someone was trying to kill me and I'm already on my rising, then it's time for me to make sure that this person cannot kill me. So I'm gonna have to stop them in their tracks right here. Not, not just TBI, more. A lot well, more. But that's, hey. that's not what happens. Eve does not stay to finish Gun Off, horror movie style. She runs away. She runs away. And that is the first of many disappointments with the sequences in this episode. But Eve running is always entertaining at the very least because it's funny. It's adorable <laughs> because she's looking, like she's going so fast. She's working so hard, but she's barely right, moving right, right. at the same time. <laughs> so it was, you can't see Terrence, but he's right, being rude. I'm, he's being rude. I, I, I he's am, insinuating that Sandra's legs are only an inch long. And I don't know, Sandra, oh, it's, it's, you want to write some hate mail? Please it, write into Terrence Palastri. Not hate mail. I was just thinking of two particular characters. One is um, Edna from The Incredibles. But if y'all don't remember that, then don't worry about it. But Edna had her people working. But then other than that, it's like the, you know, the Pepe Le Pew where he's like chasing the cat. And then you see the cat doing this mad dash. How you referencing like, vintage cartoons? I know. From Gen X. It's, it's not true. even us. I know. Pepe Le Pew? Anyway, let's it's Pepe true. Le Pew the fuck on. But Eve is doing her best to run away. And she does get away for a little bit because she has given the sapphic TBI. Mm. And I was having fun watching Eve run because that's just a fun thing to see. And then we cut to Villanelle, who's kind of like surveying the scene, I guess. And what's just happened because she walks up to like where in the area Gun is in. And I guess she's like, oh, Gun, you're knocked <laughs> the fuck out. Okay, well, but where's Eve going? Let me go see where Eve is going. And then she <laughs> takes off following Eve. Probably catches up relatively quickly mm -hmm. but she starts running to follow her girl meanwhile once we see Villanelle running off we see that Gunna stirs Gun right. is a stirring <clears throat> because Eve only took a little bitty rock and hit her the one time so she's waking the fuck up because of course she is and then uh, we're back to Villanelle pulling up to find Eve in a motherfucking <laughs> tree y'all just like this adorable scared koala Eve has somehow managed to get a tree. And I would like to know, why don't we get a pre-shot of Eve trying to get into that tree? Right. Don't I we would, deserve the I joy of loved. trying to see Sandra O oh trying to get into a fucking right. tree? What does she do? How does she get up there? It's the so way. Training? It so made, training with foe? It would have made too much sense, you know, because in episode one of series one, we got to see uh, Villanelle scale 
decide that uh, Builder was First of all, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was into stunts. No, no. Well, that, First that of all, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did scenes where they did stunts and then she cut them out because that whole sequence in Italy, there was stuff missing that they shot and did. There was no stunts. Look at the leg lock we saw with Foe earlier this season. I don't know <laughs> why the fuck you out here looking for stunts when they clearly cut it from the budget. There was no time. There was no time for fake Cuba to look like real Cuba. <laughs> but you out here looking for what exactly? Uh, from Lauren Neal? I mean, I would have been like, oh, Eve's skills is climbing, also includes climbing a tree. We see Eve in a tree. Was she thrown there? Like, how did she... <laughs> she climbed up the tree. Right, but we didn't get this. I mean, I was We just have to nice. imbue uh, well, how yeah, she got up the tree. Right. I do agree that we deserve to see her get up that damn tree because it would have been hilarious. But yes. Laura Neal, so she doesn't want to give us anything fun. Nothing good. But we look and we see her there. And I feel like the koala analogy is apt because koalas are Australian. And Australian animals have no goddamn chill. Zero point chill. None very of violent. Them. Very predictable. <laughs> in a lot of ways, that is certainly one Eve Pilastri. And Villanelle is tickled by this image. And so the fuck am I, frankly. Even a tree clinging for dear life. And again, she's got the little legs. So she's really just fully wrapped. Literally just fully wrapped around the thing. Incredible. So I don't know who the fuck thought that up. I guess kudos, piece of point for you, but I'm also taking away half a point for you not showing me how Eve got up the tree. So wait, we got to Gun waking up and start. We see her grab her machete. Gun is, she's walking now. She is whistling like a weirdo. Whistle while you work. Right, which is... Which I need to talk about for a second because it doesn't make any sense. Why the fuck is Gun whistling? Why the fuck would Gun whistle? Laura wasted so much fucking time in the show, showing us scenes to indicate that Gunn was a deft hunter, that she was really yep. fucking skilled on her woodsy bullshit. I'm eating worms, I'm cutting bark, I'm hunting things, I'm killing people who trespass across my moat. So if she is doing this, if hunting is basically all of her hobbies, she has no hobbies but hunting, then why all of a sudden, why is she whistling? Is, is the idea not to potentially sneak up on Eve so that you have the upper hand once I, again? Oh, I'm sure that that was supposed to be the thing. I don't know why she, yeah, I don't, I can't math that. We literally see her in episode seven, shush Villanelle, when they're on their little hunting thing. Like Villanelle's trying to talk and do stuff. She's like, shh, shh, all extra right shit. Right. Shh. Because she knows that quiet, oh, what a concept, quiet is usually needed to lure some motherfucking prey. To sneak up on some prey and get the prey yoked up, fucked up, in the mm -hmm. position you want them in. So why, friends, was Gun a whistling? Why was she whistling in the woods? All of a sudden, Laura said, let me write this character to suddenly abandon everything that I forced you to know about this character mm -hmm. in the previous episode as a hunter because I like to not make sense. I like to contradict myself and piss off the audience. So that's what I'm going to do. <sighs> Was it her sudden proximity to Eve's chaotic vapors? Her chaotic sapphic vapors that she just forgot all of her hunting skills? Which, Eve, Eve was right there. She got a whiff and she's like, oh. Right. So then. I'm lost. It, that could be know. true. But if that's true, then it pisses me off. Because now every single character has been affected by the vortex, which is Eve's chaotic energy. Everyone should be affected by Eve's chaotic sapphic energy. But they let somebody escape the series without being affected by it. Well, that is our headcanon. But I mean, I suppose what you're saying is that because Laura Neal is so deeply in consistent and contradictory that it probably isn't the case. Which I would have to agree that, yes, Laura Neal makes no sense. She contradicts herself at every turn she in sure this does. fucking show. So, great. Fantastic. Okay, so Gun is whistling and then she starts to sing. Where are Where you? Are I'll find you. You've trespassed. I'll, I'll kill, kill you. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay, narrator. Okay. <laughs> we get it. 
And initially Eve is like, oh shit. But of course now she has the fucking advantage because Gunn is running her fucking mouth. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in a tree and Eve is in a tree, you know where that is. And we see Villanelle again who remains ever amused by what is going on. And then of course Gunn arrogantly whistles her way right underneath an angry little koala named Eve Palastri who then takes that opportunity to leap from her fucking perch right on top of a one giant gun and immediately gets her into a motherfucking leg lock. Right. That we're probably gonna, you know, the show's trying to say she learned from foe. That is, uh, you know, yeah. it's, well, because the leg lock we saw with foe was bullshit. And the leg lock in this episode is also bullshit because it's not anything official that makes any sense. But I have always said, and I will always recommend that people learn to use their thighs, their legs to gain control, gain the advantage in a fight with wrestling, martial arts, right. yes. MMA. Various things where you may be on the floor grappling, like using your thighs is kind of a, a secret weapon and you can lock things up like a one Sonya blade from Mortal Kombat. Oh my and God. And one of her moves was called the Thigh Master. And you guys <laughs> might imagine what kind of crushing Sonya did with her thighs. And so I like when you show in a, in a movie or a show a bitch that is using her legs appropriately yes. to fight. And so there's that little thing for Eve, but then it wasn't even good. Like mm. it was the concept of it, but the execution was shitty. And so I'll take the concept but I reject the execution because I just feel like y'all could have given me so much more. And if you cared about at least being on the same level as Emerald and Raymond with the situation with Gunn, if keeping it to the same level or trying to do something like Ellen, like the way they consistently underachieved on Killing Eve was super annoying because you could have made that more bomb right. for Sandra O's Eve. And instead you just kind of phoned it in there with the choreography and I don't know that you hired anyone to help you with right? choreography and if you did was it just some bloke from down the road was it someone who needed employment in the UK because I don't think it was a fight coordinator because I don't know what fight coordinator wants to put that show on their resume oh would you like to see what I did I, <laughs> I worked on series 4 of Killing Eve check that out someone wow. might get smacked well yeah you gonna show the, the lock she did with Phil and say hire me for John Wick 4 I don't think so so oh <laughs> uh, but Eve does get that bitch between her thighs. She does do that. Yeah. And then the camera pans away and then it comes back and then it's like, oh, ketchup and Kool-Aid on the eyes because Eve is gouging. She's gouging a bitch eyes out. That is for sure how that happened because I was impressed at the moment. In that moment, I was like, yes. I was excited. I was like, all right, this makes up for her not killing her the last one. I was like, okay, so now we got her. Now she's going to die. Now now Eve's getting the body right in front of where we know the Villanova's definitely has her eyes glued to the action because that's how they're shooting it. I mean, well, it's debatable. Given yeah. that lines that repeat later from Villanelle's own mouth. But at the moment, it seems like she's potentially in the vicinity. I don't know that the eye gouge looks very convincing per se, but that's that's just owing once again to the production elements that could have been better. But Eve is doing it. She's gouging a bitch eyes out. So at least there's that. She's fucking gun up technically on paper. Yeah. Oof. I'll call Eve's leg lock the stay right here, bitch, so I can gouge your <laughs> eyes, leg lock. Because that's what happens. And it is kind of a variation of Sonya Blade's thigh master, so I'll take it. So Eve is gouging, gun is screaming, camera pans, camera pans back. Villanelle looks, she goes, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then after we cut from Villanelle, who is getting her whole damn life, it seems like, and perhaps also an O, from watching the shenanigans in the forest and listening to the carnage, we finally get the Killing Eve title card after that. And after the title card, we come back and cut to a weird wide shot of Villanelle walking away 
while we hear Eve calling after her. And I just didn't like this shot because I thought, like many shots in this episode, the shot selection just didn't make any sense. In the previous shot before the title card, we see Villanelle and Eve. Eve is doing the gouging. Villanelle is doing the watching. They're both like mid shots, fairly intimate. So you can kind of get an indication of what's going on with the characters. And after you have such a, what feels like some sort of penultimate moment with Eve and right. Gunn, you return to a wide shot that isn't very intimate, it's sort of sterile, sort of cold. Right. Doesn't give any emotional indication of what the characters are doing. For instance, if you would have landed on, the camera cuts back to a close shot of Villanelle's face. Especially because they have Villanelle being salty towards Eve for a little bit after that, you could have showed us a transition sort of thing where she's yes. watching, she's getting her oh, she's enjoying herself, she's enjoying seeing what Eve is up to. And then, okay, here's a slow remembrance of not that bitch, Ellen, not her in her tub, not that making out, not me still being upset about it. And then just have that happen. Jody has the skill. She could have fucking played it if he'd let True. the bitch play it. But instead we get a wide shot where we can't actually see any of the emotion on either of the actors' faces and we just hear Eve calling after her and wondering if she saw what was happening and presumably Eve being upset that Villanelle saw what was happening and did not comment or involve herself. I'm not sure. <sighs> what yeah, do you it's think she was like, salty about? Well, I was going to say from the shot selection, it almost felt like they were trying to reset the intensity that we just experienced to be like, I don't want you to like feel like everything is revved up to 11 for the whole episode. So let's dial it all the way back down. But I, 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 there's a way to do falling action if you want to try to climax before your title card. So yeah, the absence of the falling action to make it mutable with the way that they chose the framing versus us following one of those three. You could have shown us Villanelle leaving the clearing. You could have shown us Eve chasing after Villanelle. But instead you gave us just, here's a patch of land. And watch our stars walk onto this patch of land. Hey, hey! And it's like, hmm. Well, Villanelle was in a clip, but it was such a wide clip that it's hard to find her. It's like, where's Waldo? And then they have Eve join the clip because she's not on screen when she's calling after Villanelle. She walks right. on screen. But just in general, I just don't get it. I don't understand the thought process behind it or the preference for it. It does nothing for the episode, does nothing for the characterization, does nothing for the scene. So you have to ask yourself, but why? But why? Why choose the least interesting shot, in my opinion, that you could have chosen or framing that you could have chosen at that time to transition from a really intense moment like Eve gouging out Gun's right. eyes when we just thought her life was in mortal peril. But, you know, Laura Neal right. packing it up. And then, yeah, that line doesn't have anything supporting. It's almost like you could throw any definition you want into her asking, were, was she there? Was she watching? It could be, why weren't you helping me? But it also could be, why, like, why are you, like, watching me do this thing? Like, almost like Eve didn't do it for her, in a sense. Like, it could be, right, like... It's Eve trying to find, I don't want to say find because we already know that Eve has darkness in her. We know this. It's Eve exploring that darkness and having a witness and her feeling a way about having that witness and it being Villanelle. So it's like, I mean, I think people could fill in the blanks whatever they want because the writers did not fill in the blanks specifically for you. For me, I don't know that I would go that route due to my own headcanons for Eve Palastri. I think she either wanted to be like alerted to Villanelle's presence. Maybe she would do a bit of performing. I don't fucking know. It's hard to say, mm. but another take is that maybe she would wonder if Villanelle would want to participate. Their first kill together with Raymond did a whole lot for their relationship. And yes. um, I thought the characterization of both characters. So for me, Eve is either like, why didn't you join in and help me? 
or you know maybe some sort of aspect of a praise kink why didn't you say like good girl like good job like i just feel like oh. eve was looking for something like she was like i was looking for something versus just potentially death and so you were right there this whole time the fuck so <laughs> and she was like what you want me to say thank you and i'm like wow y'all not being been on the eve, same been page like, i'm little i was looking for right, help bitch right, right, like the right. fuck remember us in italy don't be brave. I you forgot all that shit, huh? You forgot all of it's, that. It's the way, right? It's the way that that was the submitted episode for that season for Sandra O's Eve Palastri. Your mind was her episode, and here we have Sandra O killing in the finale. And there was no, she wasn't sell. killing. Sorry. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're she right. We maims, didn't get there, but you're right. She does not kill. No, correct. but she doesn't kill at all. You are correct. The last time she kills is in that episode with Carolyn. This is a maiming situation you at are. best. I blame the writers. I blame y'all. Already know that we blame y'all. Y'all already know. Say gentle, all y'all, because this could have been Eve's killing episode as well. Y'all chose not to do that. Ideally, it would have been Eve and Villanelle killing together. Yes, that's my ideal because that is an actual bookend for a previous finale. But that is not what we get. Instead, we get what we do, and it's pretty wax sauce. Right. So here's Eve. Listening to Villano just be like, oh, was I supposed to say thank you? And for her to just magically pivot away from all of the action that was just happening to talk about the 12. I don't know if that's a magic pivot. They've basically had that be Eve's whole thing this entire time. So if Eve is not talking about Villanelle directly, she's talking about the 12. That's just literally all that's happened with Eve Palastri in this show. Certainly this series. Eve has no friends. She has no family. She has no other interests but the 12 and or Villanelle. That's how they've written it. So Villanelle's not being responsive about one thing. There's only one other topic to go to if you're Laura Neal, and that is the 12. And then Eve starts out saying that she knows where they are or where they're going to be. And she pulls out her little phone with the bird <laughs> image and says that Constantine said that Villanelle will know how to decode it. And Villanova, for her part, is just like, oh, okay, so you stealing phones from corpses now? Wow. And Eve just replies that the 12 doesn't know that Alain is dead yet. And so they have a meeting and some other stuff going down, and this is their chance. And, you know, the 12 is bereft. They should totally know that Alain is dead. They should know. It's the days. But Agreed. they don't know. Apparently, they still don't know. And so now Eve is like, we can do it. We can sneak up on them. We can do the stuff. Now's the time. And really, I'm already annoyed at this point because, or annoyed at where we are at this point in the script because it's we're, we're just back to business as usual. Right. Why did we have the exposition with Martin? Why did we have the scenes with Eve having an existential breakdown just several hours ago? Apparently coming to terms about what was really important, what really mattered to her, who she really loved. And similarly, Villanelle having a bit of a eureka moment. Villanelle's like, so this is why you're here, bitch, for this 12 shit? And that response from Villanelle makes sense. It's like, so- It does. So no, that, that's why you're here for the 12, because you want to investigate 12 stuff. That's really why you're here. Not for the, oh, not for the love, but for the 12. And Eve replies that Villanelle knows why she's there. And I'm like, yes, she does. But there's like a disparity between what I believe that Villanelle knows and what Eve knows. And then what Lauren Neal decides right. that Villanelle and Eve know. And so in my mind, I'm like, yes, Lilith. She's here for the sex, the sex and John, the love, it, right. the commitment, the forever. But... Right. After the beat, Eve says, you want this as much as I do. Okay. It's still technically and could like, be about. Sex? It's still right. the sex. Are we, are we, is this the cottage core Are we chapter? running away? Right. Are we uh, going to find a we, she shed? 
Are we taking over to fuck Dave's way? Is this like, our what are we now? doing? Is a murder love romance or is this the twelve again? What are we talking about, Eve? Be specific. Eve looked chickens. Like, like it's the way that they could have like kill gun took over her. I'm shed. always gonna choose sex for my purposes, for our purposes, because that's just when I decide. And it's choose your own adventure at this point for killing Eve because right. what Laura gave us is nonsense. So we have to write in our own stuff. I mean, Villanelle does appear to soften after this for a little bit, or soften up to Eve a little bit after she says this because she grabs her bloody hand uh, right. for a second to look at it and stare and be like, mm. <laughs> I like what you did with your hands here. Consider me impressed. I don't think I would mind having these hands on me a little bit later. Perhaps with the blood. <laughs> you never know. It's, it's Villanelle's unpredictable. Right. It's quite interesting because it's not since I was, I would almost really want to say, not since Raymond, since that wonderful blood splattering. And then we already saw, we remember how undone Eve Flashy was. But then in that moment where it was like, oh, wow. I got you. Don't throw up. Like, like control yourself. And and just to see the growth and how Eve can just kind of be in charge of her emotions, all of them, all at once. Because I'm sure uh, Eve's feeling all the things. I mean, I suppose that's you subscribing growth. I don't know that it's actually there. They've not shown us Eve committing enough violence for me to agree with you. Well, that's I, true. I can just say that Sandra O oh played it as such where the, the blood on her hands did not seem to be bothering her. And they can play that, but it just it's not enough because you can't go from Raymond and how that was played and acted to not mentioning it at all right. for a whole series. And then it's an offshoot statement by Foe. And then here we are. She shoots Lars and then, okay, we're here post Alain with Gunn. So I don't think there's been growth with Eve because you got to write growth, but <laughs> Agreed. I do agree that she was in a mental state where she didn't give a fuck about the blood on her hands. But for what they'd shown about Eve, we'd already been past that. Like the Eve of series three has blood on her hands and it's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because that was the Eve crushing Dasha's chest. So that's why yes. you say growth. I'm like, eh, not really. The growth came after series two, after Emerald and stuff. But we've been stagnant in a certain kind of sense no, with Eve right. Palastri. And they put a lot of stuff on page to say, Eve has these new skills now. Eve has been working this strange job with this man who's her boss, but also her love. And we hate and it. And that is weird. So they wrote stuff. They did not show us stuff, really. Right. But they wrote stuff, I guess. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So they walk off. Well, they walk back, back. to Gunn's cabin of sapphic horrors and mm. woodsy wonder. That's where they head back. And once they're at the cabin, Villanelle's grabbing her shit. Right. Reclaim it. Right. Stole. You better reclaim it. Right. <laughs> what well, was in her bedroom? So she could actually get in the bedroom. She was allowed in because Gun was not there. Right. And she gets a raincoat and shit while Eve is washing the blood off her hands. Running Villanelle. Villanelle's watching. And curiosity seems to get the better of her, which is odd because she asks what... Eve did to God. And it's like, weren't you there, girl? <laughs> did Laura forget the shotless? Right, that question. I thought you were there. I thought the camera right. cut to you reacting to Eve doing stuff, only for you to ask what Eve did. I guess. Because didn't Eve ask you the very first scene of the title card if you were there watching the whole thing? So it's like, we she didn't were... respond. Right, she didn't. It, it's I just, just I'm, perhaps Laura forgot what they shot in the forest. I do believe, since she said all kinds of ridiculous shit that didn't happen in the episode. That did not It happen. did not happen in the season. So her not knowing Knowing what happened to scene it prior is me. pretty on the money for what we've been dealing with. Right. And at this point, Eve is still coming off as salty. And Laura never gives them enough stuff to really she clear the salt not. because there's reasons to make that make sense for why the characters are salty at each other. But we just we don't really get any words to confirm or deny what we might be thinking in our heads. And so all we have is that her potentially being upset that Villanelle didn't join her for the murder, meet the, the praise kink expectation, or just, 
you know, maybe she got a cramp in her leg <laughs> while, but, she but was, here, while she was trying to kill Gunn and she's mad about it. But it was cute in episode one when they weren't on the perfect terms with one another because we thought we would get an explanation down the line. But here we are in episode eight and we still don't have an explanation. It wasn't cute in episode not. one. It was not. I was not satisfied with their lack of communication in episode one. It's just we had to deal with it. Yeah. I had issues from episode one. The snacks will show that there was Villanelle was smacked around the world and all kinds no, of stuff true. was happening. You're right. And so I can't, I can't lie. Like, I had issues from episode one of this fucking series. Uh, and she goes, uh, why? You looking for inspiration? I was like, ooh, Eve. Eve? Eve? <laughs> what is, what, why? Why? That's all I wanted to know is why. And you still have blood on your hands, Eve. It's like, from what pedestal are you preaching down from? I just, I just would like to know. Wait, I don't. What do you mean by that pedestal? No, I just feel like that line, like it was loaded, and it was like Villanelle's a killer. She has clearly returned to killing. That's how Eve knew that she was full of shit because she killed the vicar and the people over there. She's hanging out with Gun, and you don't hang out with Gun unless you do killing too, which we saw. So yeah. I think it's rather apropos for Eve to say looking for inspiration when she's talking to a fucking killing ass bitch. Like there's no reason for her to think that Villanelle is suddenly not interested in killing. That suddenly Villanelle doesn't find any art right. in taking someone's life. I don't know, but her being salty. It's just her being salty, but maybe she wanted a hug. Maybe she wanted a proper greeting. Some people, when they don't get a proper hello from the people they care about, a proper acknowledgement, they feel away until they get that acknowledgement. No, that is true. And you are right. But yes, a salty Eve makes that comment about inspiration. But before the conversation can continue, we hear Gunn cry out for Villanelle. And then we see a bloody-eyed lesbian mountaineer <laughs> coming towards the cabin. Very upset, very tall and very upset. <sighs> And Villanelle's face is just looking at Eve like, oh, wow. Really? Really, Eve? <laughs> the shoulder, <laughs> Eve? Right. I don't know. Do I? Right, Calls right. her a fucking amateur because she didn't finish the job. But I, I don't blame Eve. Because they allegedly gave Eve new skills. I blame Laura Neal, who no, wrote agreed. this garbage. Like, she is to blame. Uh, there was an alternate universe where y'all could have just did cottage core, but Gun is alive. So now you can't. So now you're on the run. Fine. Whatever. Villanelle and Eve are now leaving guns out but they need a way to leave because Villanelle's boat got destroyed for firewood in the last episode <laughs> and Eve she took a one way trip so the only other course how option. do we know Eve took a one way trip we don't even know how that bitch got to the fucking island truly like they just they hopped slip and a jump <laughs> no, no, actually, you have yes. no idea how Eve got actually, to the island yes. What she had to procure, who she had to bribe, or anything. We don't know anything. We just know she went to the airport, and there she is arriving on Gunn's Island of Sapphic Horrors and Delights. So they need to get to moving because apparently they're shooketh by gun. It makes no sense while they're shooketh by gun, why they run from gun, but they run all the same. Eve does make a comment about it being ridiculous that gun is, is moving and walking, and I, I have to agree. And eventually they start their running, and it's, well, I feel like Jody is walking as yeah. Villanelle, and Sandra O oh is running as Eve, and somehow how they're keeping pace together but Eve is actually still behind which is hilarious yes because of course it is but they finally get to the boat by the coast where it is and Gunn is still screaming a Villanelle's name in the background like she's in a goddamn Hitchcock film I don't know what that was about Gunn I feel like there's other priorities ma'am your tetanus shot ma'am right. of stopping the bleeding and, right antibiotics Some right hydrogen peroxide I feel like something needs to go on those eyes girl but no she's back there she's screaming and it's a struggle for Eve to get in the motherfucking boat which is adorable because it's like, <laughs> oh, Eve. She does get in the boat, though, and they're able to set off and leave Gun on the coast, yelling, eyeless, and bound to get an infection of some kind. I'm going to have to guess tetanus. And um, 
all the worst things that will definitely happen to you when you don't treat a wound. Because how will she get help? There's no Wi-Fi. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no Wi-Fi. There. She kills all trespassers. No one's coming over there. The 12 is digital. Right. Alain is dead. Right. And that seems to be, that was her primary handler. She helped that bitch get out the pain. It's like, now who's looking out for you, gun? Nobody. So it seems like her only future is a future of death. Yeah, they basically sentenced her to die. It would have been better had they just killed her. Her. That would have been more entertaining. That as well. That's for damn sure. So the girls, they drive off in a motorboat as Gunn is screaming that she's going to kill them. And it's like, okay, girl. She's like, I'm going to kill you, bitches. And it's like, you sure? I mean, I admire your confidence. I admire <laughs> your belief in self, but I do not think that is happening. And Villanelle waves, which is rude. That and is then rude. Eve gives her the finger, which is rude, because a bitch can't see. Right. A bitch's eyes have been damaged, probably forever. <laughs> probably there will be no eyesight. There will be no light that makes it back into those pupils. But they're gesturing to her like she can see either one versus just like screaming, fuck you, bitch. Up yours, bitch. Kill who, bitch? This is your boat, huh? We took your boat, bitch. But they're gesturing. Have fun on your That's island all do. by yourself. Right, they should have said something. Talk that shit. So she knew that they were talking shit right. while they left versus just gesturing rudely. Ventriloquism. And then as they drive off, they share looks with one another. And there appears to be a mixture of relief, perhaps, but also some sort of tentative vibes between mm. the two of them because, you know, they've still not really talked. And will they talk this episode? <laughs> no. But we can play pretend like after moments they have talked because, well, it's a Laura Neal episode. Yep. So as we've wrapped up this first act of Salts, I think it's fair to say we are already disappointed. How do you feel about how they left Gun's storyline overall? Uh, you introduce her in episode six, technically. You give her something to do in episode seven. And then you kill her by the title card. Well, not kill. We thought you killed her by the title card of episode eight. And then you give her a few moments to where we know we'll never see her again because we don't have a reason for this finale's sake to ever return to this island. So, well, what? Well, what are we doing here? Why? Why introduce her? She could have existed off screen entirely. I mean, you paid the thespians, so yay for that actor and the I mean, work is net check. I I'm guess. not mad about Gun, and I'm never necessarily going to be mad about another sapphic bitch added into the canon of life. And certainly a woodsy sapphic bitch, a tall, woodsy, jaunty sapphic mm -hmm. bitch is usually up my alley. It's just that she was ultimately pointless. I agree that I personally hate it. And I hate that they left her alive nonsensically because it makes no sense. And there's no way she's still of use to the 12th in this right. condition because, of course, she's not. And if she doesn't die some horrible death via infection, she's absolutely getting marked by the 12th. That's absolutely happening. And right. so you're talking about a total waste of, of potential in my mind for the character of Gunn. For all the reasons I feel like I said, recapping episode seven, when I compared her arc with Villanelle to the arc that Villanelle had with Sebastian, because there was at least some utility in explaining, developing who Villanelle was as a person or how she acted with people by showing us how she sexually and socially interacted with Sebastian right. and what happened to that. We see one somewhat sexual interaction with Villanelle and Gunn and then nothing. And then this leap to obsession and the only explanation being, well, she's most the deadline article. She's more intense than Villanelle in every way. And since Villanelle was possessive about Eve, then naturally Gunn is even more possessive. But it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't fly with me. It's, it's, uh, it's cheap. Agreed. It's uh, undeveloped. It's superficial. And everyone deserved more. The actress playing Gunn deserved more. Yes. Jody deserved more. Sandra deserved more. Everybody deserved more. 
with that. And I just wish ultimately that Gunn had been given more depth than being just like an obsessed, unhinged, murdering lesbian. Because that's ultimately what she is. We have nothing for her except that she's a serial killer. She killed her whole fucking town. Right. Like, that's what they tell us about fucking Gunn. That is the majority of what we learn about her. So I don't know how Gunn ultimately helps the story. I think she doesn't. I think it's a distraction. I think it's a, a waste of time ultimately. But nothing, nothing comes of it, which is so disappointing at the end of the day. And you know, unhinged lesbians, unhinged lesbian tropes that are ultimately reviled by the object of their desire. It's not new. It's not fresh. It's not fresh, Laura. It's whack. Actually, if I give my opinion. And why not create a bookend with Raymond? As I said before, that kill was so beautiful and did so much for the character development of both women where it wasn't just the act of the murder itself. And that being amazing, we know the fight with him and Villanelle, which again, when you look at what happened with the fights in this episode and you look at the choreography between Jodie Comer and the actor who played Raymond, like that was phenomenal. And then you have that lead into the actual murder scene. And it's about also what was preceding the murder and what followed the murder. All that stuff ties into it, but because they couldn't be bothered to create a bookend with gun, we get none of those levels, none of those waves, none of those vibes. And just think about how it would have changed the vibe of just how Sandra and Jody were acting the scene had they both killed Thank gun together. Thank you. Because there's no way that you can be that that mean or mad at a villanelle who just helped you or just supported you, killing Gun in front of her, however you want to play it. Y'all killing her together. There's no more of that where you watching it. Hello, y'all were just there. So if anything, all it should put in perspective all of the pouty feelings you have towards one another to just be like, okay, here's a new baseline. But Here those pouty are. feelings don't have to be there if That's you don't write right. them. Because you're talking about putting them at bay. I'm saying they don't have to be there. Oh, I agree. And so if Villanelle joins in because she wants to join in and have a, a fun kill with Eve, that is already going to set the vibes and waves going and the vapors the horny vibes would have been there because it's them and after killing a murder and the closeness and the things and the things and perhaps having some some actual growth displayed like through Villanelle's observation of Eve based on what she said to Eve in series two like with an axe because this is with her own hands but we don't have anything like that and instead we watch them just go off on the boat and it doesn't make any sense because why don't they both go back and take care of Gunn like why leave her there to potentially call the 12 which again I think they're gonna mark her but why leave her there when she has no weapon she had no projectile to shoot she had no missile she didn't have a fucking bow and arrow she didn't have a taser she literally had nothing but herself her sapphic hands to throw. And they ran away when she had no eyeballs. And so I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. The writers needed an excuse to not write Villanelle and Eve hashing it out verbally and talking with one another because had Gunn been killed on Gunn's Island, no one would have been around to interrupt them and their exhaling and unveiling things that's to each other. That's debatable because the hats surely come in and interrupt. So oh. I don't know that that's true. They could have just interrupted with something else. And because Laura, I don't think, ever really wanted them to talk because she knew how to do it. Someone would have interrupted. If it wasn't gone, it would have been head couple number one, head couple number two. No, you're right. Forrester? I don't know. Anybody. Right. We, we just we just trespassed on this island. We don't know who it belongs to, but it's fine. Um, Hey, do you guys know your way around here? Is that your cottage? I'm just saying they should have fucking done something more with Gunn because leaving her that way makes no sense. No. Villanelle had already magically healed from the arrow based on how she fought Gunn when she first got there. My back hurts. What was the issue? What was the reason? To quote Cardi B, Laura Neal, none. You not knowing what to do and not hiring any stunt coordinators. So... (sighs) 
After that, after they leave Gun there, Eilis and on the, the shore to die, slowly, apparently a slow, horrible death for this lesbian, we resume with Villanelle and Eve walking down a motherfucking trail. And Eve is talking about how she doesn't have a signal on her phone. And of course not, Eve. There's no Wi-Fi. Do your research. <laughs> and then she says something about being able to tether their phones. I said, girl, Eve. wait a minute now. Eve Palastri. Eve, Eve Palastri, <laughs> passcode one, two, three, four, Palastri. Really? You want to do what? Tether a phone. Stop lying, ma'am. Stop lying. And Laura, you do your research. How about you watch previous episodes that existed because Eve is not that bitch. She is not the one tethering a goddamn thing. She doesn't do anything with technology. And now you're trying to tell me what? Her time with foe? Her time with foe? Where she made foe do everything. Foe, Google that thing. Foe, type it in right. here because I don't know how to do it. But suddenly she knows how to tether? Bullshit. I don't believe it and I don't care how many jobs she allegedly has. But Villanelle's ignoring her and doesn't reply. And Eve asks with a bit of attitude if she's going to help. <laughs> she's like, yo, bitch. Hello, I'm speaking. Are you going to help? And there's still silence. So Eve continues that she just doesn't get it. And presumably Villanelle's attitude. And that she doesn't want to say it, whatever it <laughs> is. You know, it's fine. She'll say it because she doesn't care. And she can. And it's like, well, girl, we need you to say something. Uh, because right. it's been like a half hour that right. you two have been together and you have not said real words to each other. And it's not sitting right with me. And that's when Eve says that she she needs Villanelle. She needs her. <laughs> and Villanelle's expression here is hilarious because Jody can always conjure an excellent comedic face as Villanelle. And she's just like, oh, wow. Look at you. Finally saying <laughs> things that I actually want to hear. I'm wondering where this was when I was shot the fuck through, bitch. At Constance Hotel. Where, where was this? When I was on the bed. Remember bleeding the fuck out? I was in a lot of pain. And I looked at you and I was like, you got something to say to me? And... <laughs> there was nothing. It's crickets. There I remember was I was nothing. in the. I was walking away, and it was it was hard. I was walking away slow, right. but I was walking, and, did, and, and I saw you had something to say, and you had nothing to say, Eve. Right. But now you got shit to say. Okay, mm. I like this turn of events. I need you, Philadelphia. She was like, "Well, I came all this way." She does continue that she came all this way, and she's in the middle of nowhere. And then we get some of the best writing I've ever seen in a show. You're angry. <laughs> I'm angry. You're hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> That's life. We're running out of time. So you need to stop pouting, being such a suck face. And get on with it! And I tell you what, Laura Neal, Virginia Woolf is rolling! Rolling right now in the ground because she said, what prose? What sonnets? What exposition have you written here to expertly explain these women's emotions, Laura? Wow. You said, I'm angry. You're angry. Like You're was, hurt. I'm hurt. Was this a scolding let's, that you uh, got as, as like a wee lass from mom? Laura Neal? Is that what this was? You want to put it in the show? No, it's what you do when you don't know what to write. When you apparently have no idea what to write that actually has substance for your primary characters. You you say, I'm angry, you're angry. You're hurt, I'm hurt. Hey, it's, you know, shit happened, bitch. And so what do you want me to do about it? And that's essentially Eve's fucking speech. Uh, this is her speech to Villanelle. Villanelle is giving excellent face this entire time as Eve oscillates from her quiet desperation to angry demands. And like 2.3 seconds. And again, I don't know what Laura was thinking with the script, but Eve, I'm just going to say, you know, untethered to reality because of her missing O's and her desperation with Sola Martin. Because she literally is desperate as fuck, but then mad as fuck. But I suppose if you had to sum up Eve Palastri, that would be desperate and petulant mm. and horny for Villanelle, probably well, yes. the way that I would sum it up. And so Eve tries to walk off in a huff, naturally. But she can't walk very far with those little legs before nah. Villanelle picks her up right. and spins her tiny self around, just gives it a great big <laughs> spin. <laughs> and it's actually adorable. Now, as far as this scene goes, I guess I feel two ways about this scene. 
I feel like Jody and Sandra played the physicality of it perfectly, but the lines, the lines are essentially trash to me, just very superficial and ultimately empty, pointless lines where our girls have actually been in the show. And I like the idea of Villanelle diffusing or disarming Eve's angry energy with a touch and playfulness because that's who Villanelle is. And I think she's traditionally done this with Eve throughout the show. And it's always worked to her favor. And plus in my head, Canon Eve is, is right there. So if you're Villanelle, even if you're pissed off, even if you're thinking about bath time with her and Alain and other things that were going on, it's still Eve Pilastri. And there's only yeah. so much time you can spend in her physical orbit before you want to you want to touch, you want to be near, <laughs> you want to get a whiff of stuff. And so Villanelle's her, her defenses that aren't very good in the first place. I was about to make a football analogy. Pointless for this podcast. But her defenses are basically non-existent. And it looks like she's getting her entire life when she's spinning Eve. Who is not <laughs> pleased. But she's pleased. Get me down. She's not Put pleased. Me down. And Jody's smile that she conjures here is adorable. Those were vibes, at least to me. I was like, wow. Sometimes when you have a bigger person and you have a smaller person who you want to just, you know, change the mood, elevate the mood, do something different with the mood. If you are the big person, you can take the small person and do as you will with that small person, including spend them oh, yes. and get a reaction, dissipate some of that energy, some of that tension out of their body forcefully. And that's what Villanelle did and good for her. I like almost want to say that I could identify, but I've I've not been able to really pick anybody up and spend them. However, there is this one jaunty friend of mine who makes it a habit. I don't know if it's because they just want to test their own might or whatever it is. But every time they see me out in the wild, I'm like, no, 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 please don't. But no, I am in the air. I'm in the air and I'm being spun around. And I'm like, could you could, could, could put me down, please? Some people <laughs> like to spin. No, some people like to spin. I'm a spinner. It's fun. Because if you can lift people up, you do. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. It's what you do. I lift my friends up all the time because it's 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 super fun, especially if like there's a little bit of complaining about Candace. Like yeah, <laughs> those are the best responses. It's like how my little brother, once he got tall enough and strong enough to lift me up, he's obnoxious. Every time I see him now, just the fact that he's younger, he has to make a point of lifting me up oh and spinning like, God. oh, you see, I've got my man muscles now. <laughs> Whatever. So, so right, it's exactly <laughs> it. It's like, I can lift you up too, bitch. Get over here. Right. And then we get into like a, a match of like oh, us nice. trying to lift each other up and we're going back and forth. It's silly. And then my mom is just shaking her head like. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all doing too much. But my youngest brother and I, we actually, our personalities align on a lot of the same things. And so the competitiveness when it comes out, it's serious. Like that's the one I, I you know, I had to drop to the ground and wrestle mm. when he was 14 and get a little too, little too jaunty had to be put back. In the misandry, like, yo, this is how, this is how it is to have a misandry <laughs> as a sister. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say, sir. But yeah, so that is, that is the lifting. It was fun. And it's the way that I was hoping for, like, swelling music and more of oh, just one-on-one -on -one moments. But anyway. Uh, oi! Anyway. We are interrupted because we had to, of course, have another character just insert themselves. Well, there's a couple. And there's a couple of hats. <laughs> and Laura is actually really intent upon showing other heterosexual people being happy and making out in series four. So why Quite not fascinating another that. pair of random hats? So that's what we get. A head couple that interrupts. And they're like, hey, are you guys, are you good? Is everything good? And Eve replies, we're all good, thanks. And, you know, Villa's like, oh, is it though? Because... <laughs> The scene ends with Villanelle patting her on the back and walking towards the head couple while Eve looks like she wants to avoid the head couple. But I'm Go with sure that that's, feeling, Eve. that's part of Villanelle's petulance is that she likes to mess with Eve. Yes. 